I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Hope you had a fine weekend. We are back again. And kind of an interesting show. I, I, I think a very interesting show tonight, again. A, kind of a follow-up to Friday's show, if you listen to Friday. More or less because I was doing research over the weekend, and I kind of backtracking and kind of catching up a bit with some of the things that have been happening that uh, a lot of people don't know about. I don't know about you, but lately I've been seeing a lot of reports of earthquake swarms and earthquakes in places like Antarctica. Uh, The ice is cracking there. There's earthquakes happening there. Loud booms in Bali, loud booms in northern Hungary. Uh, There was a fireball that was reported over the Netherlands and Belgium. Madrid got hit. Philippines had a huge, huge meteor that passed over. Uh, fireball passed over there, and they had a 7.0, I think, earthquake or whatever. Um, you know, people are seeing a lot more, uh, a lot more uh, asteroids in the sky, and they're seeing a lot more rocks in the sky. Uh, Auckland uh, Islands in New Zealand just had a 5.8. People say they were seeing uh, fire in the sky and all kinds of craziness going on. That, you know, go all the way back to that Hawaiian UFO that was uh, seen. Um, and back on Inauguration Day, uh, January 20th, there were four near-Earth asteroids that made a close approach to Earth just as Joe Biden put his hand on the Bible and became the 46th president of the United States. Four of them. And, uh, you know, it, it just seems like, it, it would seem like these are omens to, you know, quite possibly... A, uh, a a type of year where we'd be focusing on what's going on out there, and and not to be too dismissive either, because I mean it's like I was saying the other night when I was talking about trickle down euphonomics, pretty much that everything is trickling down. Marco Rubio wants to push this issue of the 180 days. We have other senators that are doing the same thing, and all in the midst of it, we're we're getting caught up in these politics. We're getting caught up in this political stuff of impeachment and everything else, but yet so many things are happening around us that either you want to pay attention to politics and basically lose your life completely because that's exactly what's going on here. People are just so infatuated with this that it's almost it's almost to the point of sickening. Or you want to pay attention to what's going on everywhere on the planet. I mean, this is a violent earth we live on. I mean, I used to do a, a, a segment back in the old days called This Violent Earth, and I used to talk about how, you know, the, the earth is, you know, it, it turns violent, the, the weather goes crazy. I mean, we've had uh, we had snow reported in Malibu just a couple days ago, uh, and I'm sure people say that it happens uh, every once in a while in Malibu where the snow comes down in the higher elevations. We may have snow where we are, and uh, you know, we just are curious about geoengineering and how that affects us as well. But you know, everything that happens in the sky affects everything on the planet. Uh, we're learning that now. We're learning that you know things in the sky are portents to what is. We, we talked about the conjunction. Uh, of Jupiter and Saturn and and how Uranus moved into the picture squared. Now, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're beginning to see other planets converge and what it means and how it affects us. And, and see, and you can dismiss this if you wish. You can say, well, uh, you know, astrology is, is, is uh, you know, uh, crazy. It, but, but see, astrology existed long before astronomy did. Astrology eventually became astronomy and it would kind of like put away the 
the uh, astrology because it was almost like a, a bedtime story for children, you know, comparing, you know, star signs with with animals and people and, and all kinds of other characters wasn't something that astronomers wanted to be, you know, in touch with. And you look at some of the ancient astronomers, you look at Galileo, you look at all all of those and how they, they were talking about things in the sky. The church would denounce it and they'd say, oh, that's, cra- that's crazy. You know, the, these these guys are out of their minds and they'd be ridiculed and they'd be canceled. It's like they had their own cancel culture back then. They had their own cancel culture. In the year 1772, there was a huge fireball that was seen shooting across the sky over Loose, France. Now, this rock hit the ground and it caused considerable damage. An investigation ensued. Uh, the academy, the French Academy, uh, decided to investigate. And it was a chemist by the name of Antoine Lavoisier. And Antoine said, there's no such thing as rocks falling to the sky because there are no rocks in the sky. And after he had said that, the result of his statements was that museums in 18th century Europe threw out all of their meteorite specimens because they were humiliating reminders of superstition and mythology. Because one scientist who said, you know, you guys got to follow the science, he basically ruined it for everybody. And so when you have a guy as powerful as Antoine Lavoisier, you know, his conviction was such that it helped stop the study of meteorites for over a quarter of a century. You know, as we believe we are more sophisticated than those who lived back then, I think we take for granted that NASA and other guardians of astronomy will give us information about what is happening in space and how it's going to affect the Earth. I mean, the truth is they don't. No, no matter what you may think, NASA has a lot of secrets, and their continued denial is far more of a joke than those who can report and demonstrate what is obviously a moment in our history, where deniers be damned. There is something that is disturbing out there in the cosmos. There's something out there that's disturbing the order of the cosmos, and it's there to get our attention. More than half of America believe that extraterrestrial intelligence exists out there. Scientists have evaluated what distinguishes believers and non-believers, and and they didn't find much of a difference. They're not crazy, of course. And even though there's a lack of evidence for the relationship with sophisticated extraterrestrial intelligence, we're beginning to see some changes. We're beginning to see things that are happening, events that are going down that will change the way we think about being solo in this universe we're in. I mean, yeah, we got conspiracy theories about UFOs. I mean, a lot of those are particularly widespread. But I think now that the Cold War is over, the conspiracy theories about UFOs are going to go away. We're going to find more knowledge about them. We just had that dump of the CIA a couple days ago. But UFOs and UAP and whatever else is going out there in space, it has this psychological appeal. And what it does is it goes against the stereotype of weirdos wearing tinfoil hats now. There are people in science, scientific uh, types, professors, chairs at uh, uh, Ivy League schools. And conspiracy theories be damned. They're going to double down and say that you you start seeing the patterns. You start seeing pattern recognition. We see in our daily lives in science that things are happening, and, and we don't know how to explain them. Some people just want to deny them. 
And they want to say that it's some sort of a, a I guess you could call it a, a deception. But as many of you know or may not know, ever since Oumuamua was discovered by scientists, we have had the accidental pleasure of knowing Harvard Space Chair Professor Avi Loeb. Now, he's been very generous with his time appearing on Ground Zero many times, and our relationship has been strictly by phone. And, and how it began was that basically I was first asked to speak at Contact in the Desert. We were going to speak together, he and I, about his discoveries and a few theories that I was batting around about my interest in Bracewell or Sentinel probes. And I was particularly interested in a paper that was submitted by scientist Jim Benford regarding Bracewell probes and how some of these interstellar objects could be beacons or probes used for recon missions by extraterrestrial intelligence. Now, if the idea of nearby probes seems a little far-fetched today, it was even more far-fetched and crazy when Ronald Bracewell talked about his Sentinel hypothesis. Now, in 1960, Stanford radio physicist Ronald Bracewell, he was the guy that first suggested the idea that superior galactic communities would disperse autonomous interstellar probes as hypothetical feelers throughout space in order to observe, monitor, and maybe even communicate with other life forms, including those on Earth. Now, what's interesting is every time I hear about these near misses or near hits, I hear about these rocks coming close to the planet, I often think about Benford's paper, and I also think about Bracewell's paper, about the Sentinel probes. And I think of Oumuamua. And I think of the Black Knight. Okay? I think of the Black Knight satellite. I think of... I, I think of a lot of things. I, I think of what Philip K. Dick said about an intelligence that, that's been out there, that's uh, beaming down information. People are getting downloads from these things. There have been a number of people who have gotten downloads from these things, including Philip K. Dick. People having these experiences that they can't explain. Seeing things in the sky that get really close and cause a rumble effect for the planet. And why couldn't, why couldn't these uh, nomad-like uh, you know, rocks be bracewell probes? Why can't they be doing recon on this planet, watching the planet? Because what a better way to disguise their moves. than I mean, sure, they can bring a big mothership over the planet. Probably there are a lot of UFOs that do a lot of recon as well. Probably not even occupied by, uh, by space uh, aliens or whatever. It's probably just flying around, looking around, looking to see if there's anything out there, looking to see if there's anything li living on this planet, life that they don't recognize, I guess, just like we don't recognize the life that's out there. But even then, more advanced civilizations would say, well, what better way to spy on them is if we continually push rocks their way. And on those rocks are probes. And on those probes, they're using these probes for recon. And again, back to Oumuamua, back to what Avi Loeb was talking about. He appeared on Ground Zero. Uh, well, he's done it a couple times. And, and he said, the time right now, I mean, back, I guess, when he was on the show, we had him on about a couple months ago. And he said that the jury was still out on what Oumuamua was and what Borisov was. And that we may, he said, we may have missed our opportunity to analyze it further. And he didn't rule out the Bracewell hypothesis because that was something that I was really interested in, the Sentinels that were out there. But when we were interviewing him, he was reviewing data for a book that he was publishing, and he hinted that the mysterious interstellar craft, or what he thought was a mysterious interstellar craft, a Muamua, was an extraterrestrial relic that used a light sail in order to travel through the universe. And that we saw firsthand an extraterrestrial relic going through space. And he's doubled down that over and over and over again, much to the you know, disgust of other scientists who say that what he's doing is dangerous. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Is Avi Loeb a new Copernicus? We'll uh, talk about that coming up.
503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. We'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.